Hi everyone and welcome to episode nine of the Therapeutic Rainbow and I'm very happy to welcome Marcella today and she is a newsreader but I'll get her to explain all about who you are so thank you for coming Marcella. Pleasure, pleasure, it's really nice to be here, thank you for having me. Do you want to tell us a bit more about who you are, your background? Sure, right, so I am a freelance newsreader and reporter journalist, general all round. Um, I sometimes do radio presenting, so I, I'm sort of a bit of a jack of all trades in broadcast. Okay. And I'm a mum to two girls who are nine and seven now. Okay, so how's lockdown been for you really? Have you found it? Um, I think the lockdowns have all been quite different. Yeah. You know, the first one was like, we were all a bit blindsided and we all felt oh my gosh, we'd never known anything like it and what are we going to do? And it, it was all the fear and panic and um, but also the hope and the community bonding and clap for carers and getting behind the NHS. And the second one, I think, felt slightly less painful because we were in the run up to Christmas. Yeah. And had something to focus on but at the back of my mind the whole time before Christmas I was thinking what are we gonna do after Christmas is over yeah. and obviously now I think we're in the hardest lockdown it's dark it is cold it is often raining and yeah. we are forever getting new messages that schools won't be reopening until you know 2025 or whatever the most recent speculation yeah. Been. and that's pretty tough I think on on everyone um thinking you know juggling homeschooling and work yeah. so have your girls been homeschooling or have they been doing a bit of both a bit of both yeah so yeah. um homeschooling while you're working is just really difficult as everybody knows and it's been super well documented um the other day I was on a work call I can't remember what the story was um Anyway, and uh, my youngest decided to put a plastic bottle of golden syrup in the microwave. Because oh. um, the golden syrup had got solid and clumped. And so yeah. she thought, I melt the syrup and it'll work. I can see the logic, but you can imagine the results. Absolutely. So I think that's the kind of thing parents are dealing with on a daily, if not minute by minute basis while they're trying to work at home and do homeschooling at the same time. And how have you found that kind of take a toll on, I guess, your mental health and the people that you're dealing with in work basis? Have you seen kind of a spike in mental health? I think the only way, there are two ways you can get through it only, which I have to say my husband's been very helpful. Not that he's there to be physically helpful, but he's helpful mentally. So he sort of says, you can't worry about everybody else, you know, because you can get very stressed when you see people sometimes even very sensible people not sticking to the rules and yeah. you think god I haven't seen my parents for a year and a half and it's really frustrating when so and so you know you just can't think that way because it's just a hiding to nothing I think it's you know you're going down the comparison route there aren't you which is always negative absolutely um, so I think that's one way that we've stayed sane we've just been like this is what we do we're sticking to the rules and that's fine by us and it's keeping us, we're happy with that and we feel okay with that. I think the other thing is vis-a-vis -vis homeschooling, um, you can only do as much as, as you can. And at the end of the day, I, 
I wanted my children to come out through this and think, not think, oh my God, that was the blackest time in my life. It was hideous. All I was doing was sitting in the corner, rocking, crying, going, I don't know what a fronted adverbial is. Yeah. You know, you just want them to come through the day feeling a sense, a slight sense of normality, that they've maybe achieved something. But if that is playing with their sibling in a happy and calm way, whatever that is, there's benefit from that. It's very difficult. It's just very difficult. And all you can do is take the small wins, which I think is is really important. Absolutely. And I think the more people can kind of realise that and, as you say, not compare themselves to other people and think I'm doing this for what works for my family rather than what works for everybody else. And I guess that's been heightened in the media a bit or have you found when you've gone to work or? Um, I think actually work is a massive distraction Um, and there's nothing quite like journalism to make you realise how fortunate you are in your own life because unfortunately the media is quite skewed towards you know the people who are well not skewed towards the people who are not having a good time but it's uh, you know it does sometimes focus on the negative stories not that that's a bad thing you know these stories need to be highlighted otherwise these some people may not have a voice yeah absolutely Uh, therefore mean that emotionally um you are sort of confronted with a, a a daily deluge of of tragedy really and and that can be quite hard having said that it is a distraction from yeah. your own life and it does put things into perspective yeah definitely and have you found that with friends and family as well kind of putting it into perspective for you yeah i mean talking to friends who are dealing with different situations is always good because you always feel like gosh it's really tough for her because she's dealing with this or you know so and so's got that on their plate and everybody has different difficult challenges it is it is something this pandemic has really you know challenged everyone I think I just think about a friend of mine who runs her own business from home it's an online small business she's up till one or two o'clock in the morning she's got two young children who she's also trying to homeschool her husband's a train driver you know so he's not around and and the kind of because people are so stressed and upset and they want everything straight away the kind of criticism and angst she gets in the form of complaints is really, really over the top and not something she'd seen pre-pandemic. And yeah. it's it's almost impossible to take that on and not you know feel that emotionally um, because people are complaining about her product or they're complaining about her product not arriving when, you know, or compl- they're ordering from America at one o'clock in the morning and saying, why haven't you responded to me when she wakes up the next morning? You know, it's, it's unrealistic. Um, but she also says, I understand, I understand why people are feeling like this because they're so, their levels of stress are so heightened that it's it's coming out in the ways that it can. And if yeah. you're given a complaint system, that's where it's going to come out when you when you're when someone says to you if you want if you want to give me feedback and they're like you know they're angriness yeah difficult to remember that there's humans on the other end of that and that's their business and their life and their livelihood and they're working so hard 
to, to keep that going often as a one man band, you know, living room covered in letters and papers and boxes and packaging. It's not some faceless organisation with a office full of people just sitting there waiting to answer your query. You know, I think we need to all be a lot more sympathetic to everyone, whatever walk of life they're in. Absolutely. So what have you found for you has really helped with your kind of self-care and your mental well-being? I was reading all about this thing called the Power Hour, and I can't remember the lady who does a, another good podcast about it. Um, I haven't listened to that yet. But she, the basic premise of that is get up early and have another hour on your day. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. You know, I think that, that's nice in theory, but blue and neck, you know, it's, it's like all these kind of charts where you're told to clean all this every day and then do that the other day and then you'll never have to do any cleaning at the weekend mm, yeah that really works when you have small children who literally throw everything everywhere after you've done it but I, I, I see kind of what she means so I I used to be a member of a gym which I really really enjoyed and it was like a sort of class-based gym yeah. but obviously it's shut and I just couldn't handle the back forth whatever so I've gone back to running and it is the first thing I do when I get up I yeah. I just have a non-negotiable my stuff's out get my stuff on put my trainers on say see you in a minute kids off I go and you know that means I am back by half seven eight and uh, at first I was doing it you know for all those reasons keep fit make sure I can still get in all my <laughs> all my dresses um but now I realize it is actually a hundred percent about my mental health Definitely. and with running I feel stressed yeah. and it's it absolutely is something that I have to do and I don't see it as me saying oh I'm prior prioritizing myself I'm so wonderful going running I'm just so amazing if I don't go running I'm an absolute grump witch and yeah. everyone fits if I go so that's the bottom line you know um, and it's not necessarily a marathon every time but it's something and I, I also read another thing that was quite interesting about because it's so hard at the moment it's dark and it's raining and I live in Brighton it's really windy and you know it's hard and this article basically said don't sit at home thinking oh the weather's awful it's cold and it's rainy and I don't want to go out reframe it to the sky is a steely grey and I'm going to feel that blast of immunity boosting cold air on my system and breathe in the fresh air <laughs> feel the icy cold right you know you can reframe things in your mind absolutely and I, I think that does help I think that does help yeah no I think it's I mean I'm a runner as well so absolutely I know that if I don't go and as as we're recording this it's snowing it has been snowing in Oxford and so I haven't been out this morning and I can feel you know, as you say that itchiness that I will try and get out later when it's not icy and frozen over but as you say, it's about thinking about what you need to be the best mum, to be the best wife, to be the best person at work. And and also, I think, you know, we all know a bit more about this now, but especially as a woman, um, as a mother to girls, you want to be a role model for what they, they think is right for them. You want yeah. them to be women who appreciate themselves yeah. and look after 
themselves. And the best way to do that is to model that behavior because we all know, you know, you sit down with your, I don't know, risotto or something, which if you'd given it to them to eat, they would have just literally made a green face and said, no way, Jose, sit down with it for yourself. And they're all over it yeah, because they absolutely. do what they do. And, and, and that's in every area. I really do believe that. So easier said than done sometimes. Yeah. So do your yeah. girls come running with you? or Sometimes it, yeah. in the summer out I did I have to say it was a bit mean because I did get bugged by my eldest can I come can I come and that first run of the day I need to do it myself by yeah. myself um but she was bug bug bugging me and I was like right come on then and I refused to let her stop and she hasn't asked me since <laughs> so uh, she was absolutely knackered afterwards and I was like because this is my run yeah. and I'm not going to run at a nine-year-old's pace because it's no benefit to me so therefore you're removing what you're doing it for yeah do that but i'm happy to go for a different run with her at her pace on a you know at a different time in the afternoon yeah. that that's fine but um not really they don't come with me on what i would say is my run first thing in the morning no yeah but i guess again we're saying that that's for you and for your mental health and to look after yeah. you and if you found anything else that you've really like things that have changed in lockdown that maybe you weren't doing before or I, I never, ever cooked anything ever. I mean, having, what I mean by that is I'll go grilled fish, vegetables, grilled chicken, vegetables. Whoops, sorry, this is banged, banged up my phone. You know, make the kids a spaghetti bolognese pasta, you know, yeah. but I made anything. Whereas in lockdown, because it's so blooming boring what else is there to do we have done a lot of cooking and we've done a lot of cooking together we've done baking we've made biscuits you know and I'm starting to sort of I never understood why people would go I love cooking I just love pottering around the kitchen and I, to me that was just a nightmare just making more blooming mess but now that my kids are a bit older you know they will now say oh, I don't like this. Can I make myself some scrambled eggs instead? And yeah. while you have to sit there going, oh my God, don't burn yourself and pour boiling oil. If you, It's actually been great for them to be a bit more independent with the sort of cooking and things like that. And yeah, that's been fun. And I'm starting to think, oh, what can I cook for my husband that's a bit more, or myself, you know, without trying to sound 1950s housewife, <laughs> you know, that's a bit more exciting that, you know, you know, and I think definitely being a unit uh, my husband was in the army for a long time he's not anymore and so he loves a crisis okay yeah. so when when we first had when we this all first happened a he was really on it before anyone else he was like we're gonna need masks we're gonna need this I'm like no yeah. we're not oh my god don't know <laughs> la, la, la. and he's like no do this, do this, do this, do this. And I, so I did it and I was like, this is ridiculous, so stupid. And he was right about everything. But he also stayed very, very calm. Whereas at the beginning of the first lockdown, I was a bit like, oh my God, oh my, you know, I yeah. found it quite tough. I'm, I'm, I'm an outgoing extrovert. I like company, I like community, you know, all that kind of thing. And that was all stripped away from all of us. And so I found that quite hard. Um, but he was very good at helping me manage that. And I think we talk a lot and just having someone to talk to who's an adult is really, really good. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I guess thinking about that, I ask everyone at the end of the podcast, if you had a pot of gold at the end of your rainbow and it can be whatever you want it to be, what yeah. would you have in there? Um, yeah, so I think um, sort of a cure to the pandemic aside and all those kind of things, which obviously I'm sure we'd all wish for, we would just really love to go on a holiday. <laughs> just yeah. love to go on a holiday and just be away and not have to worry about the daily grind and the daily churn and that's probably going to be a couple of years away I guess or whatever um but we, I guess in all our forms you know the kids are working hard I'm working hard Pete's working hard there's a lot of driving you know I spend yeah. a lot of time driving it would be nice to just have a break for a week where we're not having to worry about everything but you know that's that's a long way in the future I'm sure and um you know a a, a dream I guess yeah. cool well thank you so much for coming and sharing all your wisdom and what you've had and helped you with it and just to let the listeners know that next week we'll be having a lady called Jo Morton Brown and she works with mostly adolescents and kind of helping them in this day and age with the kind of COVID all does she set up a YouTube channel, so we look forward to speaking to her. So thank you again, and I will see you all soon. Bye-bye for now.